<laughs> of oh, my Mark. days in the sun. This is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 11, track 8. Ecstatic Process. Not myself when you're around. I'm not myself standing in a crowd. Myself and I don't know how. Not myself, myself right now. Jesus Christ, will you look at me? Don't know who I'm supposed to be. Don't really know if I should. Give a damn when you're around I don't know who I am I'm not myself when you go I feel like this is uh, such a beautiful, like, distillation of where she is. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Like outside of all the we've been talking so much on this album about like all the the experiments they're doing and all of the kind of noise around the reception of the record. This to me is just the the bare essence of if if we were to pull a page out of Madonna's diary, it's this song. And it was co-written with Stuart Price. um, And and I think that. Um, it definitely was kind of a discovery of, for Madonna of, a, of an intimacy that she had with him to write songs. And this kind of lays the groundwork for what's to come with yeah. him. And, I, and, and you can see some of the DNA in the confession songs here because at, at, behind all the production, they're all just simple songs that, that, that they, they kind of created and then built up. And this is one where I think they, it just doesn't need anything extra. This next song I wrote with Stuart over here. That's Stuart. Say hello, Stuart. Um, and it started off being a love song, but then Jesus, the subject of Jesus, crept in. And I realized that my problem with men were, were, is the same as my problem with... Jesus. <laughs> and that is, if you give Jesus slash men more power than they deserve, you will get fucked. But no, I, I'm not, I, I love men. I just said, when you give them too much power, when you make them bigger than you are, when you act like they're more important than you are, when you idolize them, So, huh? I can't hear you. I have these ear things. Religion is love? No. Love has nothing to do with religion. No. Religion is an idea that someone pushes on you. Religion is judgment. Religion is suffering. Religion is conforming. Religion is establishment. Fuck all that. Love has nothing to do with religion. Love does not divide. 
I just listened to and I posted on our, our social media about um, the drag queen uh, interview in um, the trans drag performer in um, uh, Tennessee who is, uh, uh, who is um, talking about all of the laws in Tennessee that are happening. And I, uh, w in the interview, um, uh, they talk about being a Baptist minister and they started in the church and they were a teacher and, and these things. And then when they came out as queer, the community that they thought would be there for them um, ostracized them. And now they're in, they're uh, a minister in, um, and, and this came out of a question Terry Gross had about like, like they would perform a lot of um, marriage ceremonies in drag and like, will they be able to still do that and all of these things. And, um, and there are still a minister in a new, at a new organization. And so what, but it reminded me of this thing that I feel like in organized religion is so prevalent right now, which is young people are fleeing, nobody, all their parishioners are all dying. And it's because of the messaging and the ostracization that they constantly are doing um, in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I think that that's also part of... Um, because I remember, I remember behaving in church. Uh -huh. There was a different way you behaved when you went to church. And our family, which was a very dysfunctional family, I mean, we're, we're quite dysfunctional, um, we would put all of that, we would leave all that in the car uh -huh. and go into church and be this like perfect, right, polite, white, clean, everyone was very dressed. And, and then we would get back in the car and like, tear each other apart and how christian is that do you know what i mean <laughs> right right you know right. yeah yeah and so i wonder if um and i could tell like you know i think about madonna as a kid i'm sure she railed against the rules of the church of the standing up the sitting down the sitting still and i'm wondering if that this song kind of addresses some of those remnants as well yeah, I think it does. I mean, I think she, at this part of the album, as we're going to hear in the next track too, like she's reflecting on childhood as well yeah. as she's raising children and thinking oh. about those connections of like, oh, I, I, do I remember that age? What was I like? Obviously, you know, she talks a lot about Lourdes being the age that she was when her mother died yeah. at yeah. this time. Yeah. And so how that impacts her, yeah. you know, thinking about like, what am I giving my child? What if I wasn't there? And she talks about in that Matt Lauer interview that um, she's, she's like, oh, I have a lot of more empathy for myself you know, that, you know, of course. Right? <laughs> I was like, I have more empathy for Joan, my stepmother. No, 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 no. But um, it, there's a, it, you know, and it reminds me of the circle lyric and that's to come an easy ride. Like I'm uh -huh. in a circle and she sees the circle of her life. And now she is the parent trying to discipline the child that she was. Yeah at this time. And I'm, I'm sure it brings up all kinds. I mean, do you ever, I mean, cause I have a lot of little people in my life. Like, do you ever see people and you're like, Oh, I just seeing like a teenager or something be forlorn and being emotional. Well, um, I mean, you know, I teach college students, undergraduate. I see <laughs> this every day. And, and do, do you see yourself there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, um, I, I sometimes think, seriously that yeah. I have arrested development at that age <laughs> because I, my undergraduate 
self is very alive within me. And so when, and I Mine think too. that's when students come to me with something going on, you know, either in their creative work or, and then that bleeds into their lives. I, um, feel like, Oh, I, uh, I'm talking to myself. I and ta- you can drop back into yourself that yeah, you were, go, so you can oh, empathize. That, this with happened him. to me. Yeah, um, oh, that's so fun. Yeah, fun, but also intense. You know, because it's like sometimes it's kind of cold comfort to say to somebody like, "I've been there too." Cause yeah, it's like, well, that doesn't help me in this moment where everything's falling apart. But you know, I think, <laughs> but I don't know that that's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was um I was leaving a friend's apartment and in his lobby there was a young man um it like crying and pouting and sitting on the floor against a wall and I was like it's going to be okay and he you know he kind of goes I'm going to get through it and I go well you know the good stuff and the bad stuff it's all temporary it all flows and he goes damn right <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this sweet." Let's talk about ecstatic. What do you? Oh, what do you? Yeah. Ec- let's talk about the title, ecstatic process. Yeah. What does it mean, Kenny? I. This is one of the titles that I understand the least. I um, mean, I, I I can see ecstasy uh-huh. and like euphoria of of faith and the ecstasy that you are supposed to receive if you pray enough. And, mm. But ecstatic, I don't necessarily... I always thought of it as an X-ray, like a, an X-ray on yourself. Oh, because she uses an X, right? Yes, she does. Yeah. Like Madame X. Exactly. Yeah. This is the birth of Madame X. Madame X no, is no, a no. is a, um, <laughs> a pulpit... <laughs> pulpit <laughs> shriner. Madame X is a choir boy. No, Madame X is a, is a nun... Madame X is a... Madame X is a housekeeper at a monastery. Who steals. <laughs> steals eye patches. She steals eye patches. <laughs> but, but like that idea of, of, of um, like an X-ray vision into yourself, I oh, feel like that. Yeah. That's always when I'm like zipping through the titles. I'm like, oh, X-ray. Uh-huh. Just the association X- of it. X-static. Yeah. Static being its own word. Thing. Yeah. So static being what, how would you describe what static is? Like what's your definition of static? Oh, I always think of the noise, the, that kind of wall of, si- yeah. And, and, or a noise machine, like, or, or, you know what I, what just jumped in my head? The, um, the, that's the poltergeist scene when the TV, when the, Carol when <laughs> Give her back her family. Walk towards the light. Walk. Girl. There is hope and serenity in the light. Rest in peace, Zelda Rubenstein. We love you. Ugh. We miss you. I'm terrified of you still. Even yeah. when you were on picket fences as the switchboard <laughs> operator, I was like, oh, she's going to, yeah. someone's going to, something's terrible something's is going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, only well, you, one besides Heather O'Rourke in all three movies, just uh, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> um, so many people died on that series. Uh, that was a, that was a tough, dark show history. What's Poltergeist. That? Poltergeist, Poltergeist 2 and Poltergeist 3. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but um, in that, at the end of the, like, like the, the sign off of the TV station every night, cause they would leave, they were an eighties family. They'd yeah. leave the TV on all the time. They were asleep and then the TV would turn off and then there would be static. And that's when the spirits would come and call out to Carol Ann. Right. Through the tele- that's what I always think of when I think of static. So we have X, 
X-ray, yeah, static Carol Ann, yeah, or you know a TV, and then process, a process, which I think is in many ways I think it's Madonna acknowledging that this is this is a needed this is an exercise. Yes, I have to. Yes, yeah. that's what the song feels like. Even though I think it's like it's sort of like this is the work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we're getting into this period in this record, this last like third of the album, where it's very um, sh- doing the work, and yeah. it's about work. It yeah. becomes about work and not about love, uh, but like about work and doing the work to get the love, mm. and that it's not this mushy passive thing. You've just got to sit back and wait for ha- to happen. You have to like excavate your your psyche. To clear out space, static for love. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think she's been doing this this whole album. I mean, I think you know, I'm so stupid is part of this too. But this is a definitely a much quieter. This is like okay. I know this is crazy for me to say, but actually, it connects to like the some of the v- images we see around this song. Yeah, um, where I always feel like this song is like her doing yoga. It's like her practice, but she's Mm. alone. There's nobody there with her. She's like, I'm going to go, go do, go stretch and do my thing. And she goes into a room, closes the door and like, it's just trying to breathe through her body and figure out what's happening with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this sort of admission of like, I don't know who I am at all. Even when it's not just about you or relationship to God. It's when I'm by myself. I don't know. I don't know who I am. Nobody knows me. I don't know who I am either. I don't know who myself is. Where is that? And I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I love the lot. My favorite lyric is Jesus Christ. Will you look at me? Don't know who I'm supposed to be. And for Madonna at 20 years in, to be talking, to admitting that in a pop song is like really revolutionary, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. of it, um, that organ. I was going to say, my favorite part is right after that where it goes into sort of that instrumental. It's like... And it reminds me of uh, PJ Harvey mute songs because it's got that kind of Baroque. The organ brings it down to like a... You can almost smell the wood of the guitar in that moment. And it reminds me of like roughed up PJ Harvey demos yeah. because hers always have this kind of like and I'm thinking of things like 
that song, Aha uh-huh, Her, and um, even the demo to like Down by the Water or my favorite um, demo, uh, which is Evangeline. My first name, Angeline. Prettiest mess you ever seen. Love for money is my sin. Any man calls out. And yeah, and and but it's it it feels like you're in the room. You can hear the echo of it, yes. the organ. You can the, hear the, the fingers on the guitar. Yes, yes, yeah. And I love that. It's very. It's alive. It's a real capturing of of a moment. I love that part of the song. I would I my one of my favorite things about this song mm-hmm. is the multi layered vocals. Yeah, and especially when they don't totally match. Yeah, I love that so much. It reminds me of Rain in that way, right? Yeah, when we have the two spoken parts at the same time. But I just think her when she's harmonizing with herself and then consciously not harmonizing or just singing over, it's so beautiful. And yet, it, it, it there's something about it, and I think it's the way it's mixed. I think it's the way she's singing it. I don't feel like I'm like I'm not really it's not calling attention to no, it. No, no, no. Which I think is so interesting because it's like it's just part of the song. Yeah. It's not like because you know, I love the rain, I love the oh father, you know, all of the backing vocals. There's a lot of those and there it and it it it's to to beef up this and the swelling and the drama of it. This feels just kind of it's just so like I, I don't know what it is. It just feels so organically yes. part of the song. I was going to say organic. It feels very, this just feels like such a natural song. This to me feels like, I know it was written with Stuart, so I don't know how they worked on it, but it just feels like they were hanging out and playing with chords. Yeah. And then um, they just were like, oh, let's just record and see what happens. And then they overdubbed, you know, yeah. um, to make something really, it just feels so personal. Um and quiet and like it like a demo you know yeah um it makes me think about some of the tracks that were that they worked on for american life that didn't make the album because oh, they totally have, they have that same sort of um well they're demos and they feel kind of rough but they're also all kind of guitar based and seem to be very plaintive or they want to be very plaintive like yeah. um for example i'll like miss, miss you, you. Yeah, yeah is a great miss example you is a great of example of that
this song to me sounds to me like the beginnings of Like It or Not. I think there are some things in it that definitely feel and, like, and rhythmically there's yes. there's a lot of rhythm. Well, I think I think these were some of the first songs that they tried to write for the al- for the project because I do feel like um, she did want to strip back and and ecstatic process and these kind of songs are ones that. Um, uh, are so different than anything she'd ever done before. Yeah. And I think she wanted to prove to herself that she could do it. But it's kind of like what we talk about when we're talking about writing, um, which you always bring up, which is you almost have to get through those initial impulse ideas of like, okay, I want to explore this and this and this. Okay, we've done that. Now let's get to the meatier stuff, the juicier stuff that's underneath. You have yeah. to kind of like get rid of the impulsive stuff that you initially have. Yeah, totally. And and this is definitely one of those. The other one I think is like, I think of the game. I don't like that one as much as Miss You, but I uh, appreciate it. And and it has that kind of like like duetting with yourself yes. vibe that she's going to work on with this and and um because because I, I do think that Madonna still don't tr- doesn't trust her skills as a songwriter. Totally, I think that's I think some of that shows up in this album in a way that I think makes the album very vulnerable to criticism. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, and in a way like because when you hear this song, these two songs, and I know there's a one. One or two more coming up, like that. Um, there's this moment where I'm like, oh, I think that maybe she almost was thinking for a while that she was going to make a completely acoustic album. Yeah, oh, oh, totally. Well, I think I think she had a few of these songs in her back pocket when she started talking to Murray, uh-huh. and she was like, oh, what well, this needs to have. So- I, it can't just be this. We have to do something. But something about ecstatic process, and I think it's. And it may be the fact that she had written the game and she had written Miss You and she had mit- written these other songs and then they found this song and she's like, oh, this is what, okay, I didn't want to say it that way. I didn't want to say it this way. This is how I want to say this this feeling. Right. And she, she wanted to hold on to it. But she does that with Stuart. So, like, could she not actually get there with Mere Ways or was it just hap- happenstance? And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like how did they end up writing together at this time? This is right after Drown World. And bef- so I don't, you know, I'm just curious about it. Like how Maybe did they were happen? writing in the, in the, during the pre, the sound check and stuff. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I think my favorite REM record, New Adventures in Hi-Fi was a record they wrote during sound check. They would jam and write songs instead of just rehearsing the same on the monster tour. Cause that tour went for like 18 months and they were right. so sick of playing the same song. So they were like, let's make a record. 
what if maybe on the celebration tour during sound checks, <sighs> Madonna just starts to write shit and makes an album lot. An, that would album. be a punk rock move would be if Madonna made an album and released it. While she's on tour? No. no, no. The closing right night of yeah. the tour, she releases a new <laughs> album of music. That would be so punk rock. All right. Madonna, do you hear us? We're, we're, we're issuing a challenge. Uh, um, she did this song live yeah. um, on the promo tour for, yeah. the, for the album. And it sounds, it's, it's stunning. It's a, the MTV one. The performance on MTV is just, it's, it's as beautiful as, as I think I've ever heard her sing mm. live. Stunning. I'm not myself when you're around. I'm not myself standing in a crowd. I'm not myself and I don't know how. I'm not myself. Right now, Jesus Christ, will you look at me? Don't know who I'm supposed to be. Don't really know if I should give a damn when you're around. I don't know who I am. I always wish that I. Yeah, I like it too. I like, uh, you know, the only thing I miss is like the multiple vocals. You know, I wish yeah. there had been other people to sing those other parts or some of the band had done it just yeah. so that we heard that. But I think it's so clean and clear and her voice is so crisp. And it's like, in a way, like I think that that I go back to that David Letterman Don't Tell Me performance yeah. and think yeah. that's what she keeps trying to get back to in a way is that simplicity and clarity. God, I kind of wish talking about this song it 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 remind it just I wish the whole I wish she could have pulled off a whole acoustic album and just gone and sat in theaters and played these songs. I think that's I it feels like I just she wish she wants she, to do it, yeah. you know. Particularly with a song like this. And then she did it on the Tears of a Clown shows yeah. and um and it and it sounds that it, it, she's she's able to drop back into that feeling she had. Yeah, you know what is striking me about this album, Mark, is that catch me if I'm wrong, but I'll I catch you if you're falling. Catch catch me, I'm falling. Catch me now, I'm falling. Falling in love. Catch me, I'm falling. Catch me, I'm falling, <laughs> falling in love. 
<laughs> um, that was refreshing. Oh, do you remember the name of that band? No clue, but I love that song. <laughs> I, I, um, I can see the video and the woman singing it had like reddish hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can't remember the Do name. Do you remember the band um, Swing Out Sister and the of song? Course, um, break out. <laughs> don't, don't stop. Do not. She God. always sounded like she was like yawning and then she sang. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, break out. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> 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 okay, oh, let's get back out of 1985 oh, and back no. to 2003. Um, yeah. So tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe that this is the only album. No. Okay. Almost <laughs> every song on this album, except for Love Perfusion, uh -huh. she has performed live in one version or another. And I don't think that there's another Madonna album where you can say that. I would agree. I would agree almost wholeheartedly. Maybe... Maybe some of the earlier earlier ones. I'm I'm going to like True Blue. I think she sang everything but Jimmy Jimmy. 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 I think that's the only one she never sang. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if there's any because I those early albums she had to sing almost everything from them because she didn't have she other didn't material. She did most of. I mean, like a virgin, she doesn't do Stay. She doesn't do Should We Do. She Pretender. Do Pretender. She never did Pretender. Um, but that's she it. didn't do love don't live here anymore. She did that she, little oh, snippet, she did a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah she gave yeah. us that little gift. Yeah. Um, she never did angel. Yeah, she did. She did it on the Virgin tour. Oh, she did do oh, it on right. the Virgin yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But um, I think I think this and True Blue are the two with the least. She Jimmy Jimmy and Love Perfusion are the two songs that she's never done live from those two. Right. And she's done all she does the Easy Ride on Tears of a Clown. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I'd love it if the celebration tour was True Blue in its entirety and then American Life in its entirety. Oh. Wouldn't what, that be amazing? What I think she should do is like every <laughs> night she does the tour, she should do a different full album. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That, I would buy a ticket well, to 17 every, shows. Go, yeah, I would go to 17 shows. Except for Madame Max. A what? Except for Madame Max. Oh, stop I it. I saw it. Stop. That's my reason. No, I you know the one you know the one I think that would which which one do you think would sell out the, the most? Um well Which which if if you had to pick which if you had to pick one of them, yeah. Which would you go see? Which would I go see? Yeah. Um I would definitely of course go see Erotica. Okay. Okay. Um I would also want to see Confessions because I love that album. Okay. Um, I would be curious about MDNA. Interesting. I'm not. I'm less curious. You know which one I want, and I think a lot of our listeners will also support. What? I'm breathless. Music and from inspired <laughs> oh by God, the film Dick Tracy. Of course. I think <gasps> opening the show with "He's a Man" would so I would weep. Oh, I would same. openly. I, I would throw myself. I totally just got chills. I would throw myself into the crowd and just hope for the best. Do you know who would be there with you, crying hysterically? <laughs> who? Brian Mullen. Brian. Mullen would fly over. Or he fly wherever it was. No, because because I have this. I would have this theory that she would only do like certain albums in the states oh. and only certain albums in. She Europe. would definitely do "I'm Breathless" in L.A. Oh my god! Right. Oh my god! Um, you could go get us drinks, drink something to remember <laughs> before we get to the Breathless Mahoney stretch in, oh, in the second side. But I would also be really thrilled to see her do. Um, 
like a virgin. Oh I my mean, god! I would also love to see True Blue. Uh, uh, well, the Madonna, the first record, would uh, be amazing uh, 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 to hear. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, I just could you imagine like yeah. like physical attraction? She's like in the home stretch. In yeah, the home yeah. stretch. Oh my god! Oh god! I would weep. Yeah, I would weep. Okay, I would die. Oh my gosh! Um, I think you know. I, I again, I think that, and and I also think that she. She is very, she stands by the emotional state she's in when she's writing these songs in yes. a way that I feel like is very, um, still very potent and alive, even yeah. all these years later, I think. Because a lot of these songs, an ecstatic process, I think, is one of them where it's a blueprint for how she's going to approach life going yes. forward. Yes, for yeah. sure. Um, so there was also, this is my favorite thing about this song. Well, I want to, I, I want to, before we talk about that, I want to talk about the lyrics for one more. Yes. I am with this song until the last lyrics. I always wish that I could find someone as beautiful as you. And then she changes it to, I wish I could find someone as talented as you. And I hate it yeah. so much. It shatters the song for me. Wow. I know. Why? There's something, um, I, I don't know why the, she changes it. I don't know what, what it means as opposed to beautiful as you. Is it, I, I just, uh, why? I, I just, it, it it feels so petty in, in mm. a way. I feel like it, I understand. It doesn't bother me, but. Bothers I me. I, well, I, I understand. <laughs> and I'm sorry it does. It does. As your friend, I'm sorry. I'm stamping my feet right now. Do you need me to stand with you and say, it bothers me too? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Um, I'll stand out on that plank by myself. I'm there right behind you going, it's okay, Mark. Don't jump. <laughs> Please don't jump over that one word. There's so many other things to think about. Madonna's promised us cry baby on the tour. You have to live. You have Howdy. to live. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like it does bring it back down to like where the song started, which is about a guy. Maybe it's and guy competitiveness. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but it drives me nuts. It's, yeah. it's this little. Uh, that like ugh. even now I was like so I'm like God this is gorgeous oh that Oregon oh oh talented <laughs> oh my gosh so the other thing is is that she did a long uh, a, a thrilling collaboration with Stephen Klein on a on a series uh, a show for he, that he did called Ecstatic Process yeah thrilling I love it I think it's some of the dark uh, first of all Madonna had never been a model, quote unquote, in a in an art installation piece like this in many, 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 many years. And um, I love the filmic parts of it. I love the images. I think they're so beautiful. And she is like, what I love about it is, is it's built around, and there's a video that we'll include in our notes about um, and at in in um, at camera work, which is the the gallery in Berlin where it debuted, um, where it's all in these kind of like rooms with lots of structure and metal and grates, and you had to like walk on like a, a kind of see through plant metal plank and all of this stuff. And her body is a structure in it as well. Mm -hmm. So there's this like structural formalism that she's somehow able to make this body. Her body, which 
we know pretty well by this point into this new thing. Yeah. And I think that that's what's so amazing about it. There's that one image of her with her leg around behind her head and her other leg stretched out. And it's like she's holding it for a really long time where that's the image we we feel. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. This is, it is, I, I agree. I don't know that I called it thrilling because I, I was, when I watched the video of it, I'm like, I don't, I don't always get thrilled by watching it, though mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm curious about it. I like, she also mixes in the Beast Within mix into this. Right? Yeah. Um, but I also like how we hear parts of the ecstatic process coming through static. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Like it's exactly. Which is really interesting. Some of the there's that also that image of her in like that big dress, the red dress with the mask and stuff. Oh, it's gorgeous! But and and that could not be Madonna, right? And I love that as well. Like there's a lot of this, and it and it reminds me there there's a fabulous show happening right now. This photography show of Jimmy DeSanta's work at the Brooklyn Museum right now, and he was uh, this wonderful underground. He was like a zealot of '80s New York. He knew everybody and took everyone's photographs. Not Madonna, but he, um, you know, he, he and he was around and doing all of these things. And he would do all of these install like these pieces where he would get people the models which you never saw their faces that he would he would get them to move move their bodies into these shapes and then plop the shapes in the middle of like suburban environments so like someone's someone's body would be wrapped around the um faucet of a bathtub mm. and it and it's the weirdest like like pop art style stuff so dangerous so dark and it just reminds me of this same kind of like thing about kind of morphing the body into these pieces and the animals, the element of these animals oh, yeah. that are kind yeah. of always in the shot with Madonna and the dogs and stuff. I mean, this is part of like a longer collaboration that Madonna has with Stephen Klein, which mm-hmm. I think gets more and more interesting as years go on about yeah. like the kind of artistic risks they take together and oh how my God, she, yeah. you know, really you know, geeks out on the art part of it, you know. And and he... Je suis art. Je suis art, indeed. And he always says that, like, he finds women beautiful, but what he finds even more beautiful is the power that lies underneath their beauty. Hmm. And I always feel like Madonna, when she gets her body is into these contortions, there is an element of, like, look what I can do. Yeah, but also a subjugation to 
the the art itself. Like yeah, she's a, she's an object in the art, and yeah. she allows herself to go use all of her power, but and not and and also disappear into it in a way that like. You know, we talked about all of her film work that we always wish that she would disappear into a role. But yeah. in performance art or art, it's visual art. Like she really does do all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when she and, and with him, with Stephen Klein, he brings such a peculiarity. Yeah. That um, she immediately trusts and, and lets go. Yeah. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. I don't remember what I was going to say about this. Sorry. Like <laughs> what was my point?